What kind of muffin did you eat? One of the Marionberry ones that nice. broke yesterday. Or we had extras of. I don't remember. One of those Sad. ones. Yes. I mean, not sad for my belly. Sad, but yummy for your tummy. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, joining us. us. Enjoy! Awesome. Ready? I am ready. Take it away, Jayla. Take it away. <laughs> My little chicken dance. Uh-huh. Little chicken <laughs> bop, bop. Welcome to the Cluckety <laughs> Animal Facts Podcast. The Cluckety? Yep. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> clucking her long. You're not clucking, you're flapping. <laughs> Too bad I don't have a bird. I should have researched a bird. That would have been funny. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. Where Jayla does not have a bird. <laughs> no, we're not talking about a bird this week, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but. Do I just dive right in? I don't remember. Well, I'm Nicole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining Animal Facts Podcast with Jayla, me, and... (laughs) And I'm Nicole, me. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I just skipped over the whole intro part. Oh, they knew who I... You're just excited about your animal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my non-clucking animal. <laughs> I wouldn't oh. know. All right, Nicole, do you have the, uh, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if my animal clucks or not. I wouldn't. All the way home. Do I have the personal question? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> if you could give yourself a compliment, what compliment would you give yourself? This got brought to my attention that Jayla thinks I uh, talk down about myself too often. (laughs) So, (laughs) this week, (laughs) we're going to compliment ourselves to prove to everyone that I don't think I'm actually stupid or anything. (laughs) She's not stupid. I'm not. I know I'm not. Anyways, what is your compliment for yourself, Jayla? I can cluck really well. I feel like that's a talent. (laughs) So I could be in a talent show. There you go. If you could actually cluck, 
and sound like a real chicken. That would be really cool. I like your clucking. You do cluck really well. Because <laughs> it entertains me. <laughs> uh, we should do a, was it Jayla or was it a chicken? <laughs> like Sound comparisons. <laughs> Jayla or chicken? I will. I will make that happen. I'm gonna make that happen. When we do chickens, we will have to do it. Uh. Oh my gosh! Oh. Is that your compliment, Jayla? That you can cluck really well? No, no, that's not my compliment. I guess my compliment to myself is that I'm really hardworking, uh, but sometimes in the wrong ways. Uh, sometimes I can be too hardworking and I don't know how to give myself time to relax um, or time for myself. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a compliment, but then also like a, I don't actually do great. <laughs> like I'm good, but also to a fault. <laughs> Well, because there's a there's a point where you overwork yourself yes. and you overexert yourself and you over you are very commit to everything and yeah you do work really hard and I feel like you're always working. I'm always always doing something. It's hard to sit still sometimes though. Yeah. Well, you are hardworking, and you're thanks, great. Nicole. Thanks. So are you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> What's your compliment to yourself? I would say my compliment to myself is I have a lot of self-confidence. That is true. Um, I didn't always. And then I went and lived in Asia for 18 months and everyone was very blunt with me. <laughs> and the bluntness really kind of helped me being like, oh, you know what? I love myself the way I am, both mentally and physically. So... Because of that experience, I developed a lot of self-confidence. And so I can diss myself and be, like, brushed off because I don't actually believe I'm stupid <laughs> or anything like that. Like, words, yes, are hard for me sometimes, but everyone struggles with their own things. Um, but I, I have a lot of self-confidence in myself, in all of my flaws and glory. <laughs> so Nice. There's my compliment to myself. I am great and confident, and I love me for me. You are very confident, and I definitely uh, envy that sometimes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, anyways, well, there's our compliments for ourselves. Shayla's hardworking. Nicole is very confident. <laughs> yes. Yes. What is your compliment to yourself, listener? Ooh, yes, you should compliment yourself because Pat you are great. yourself on the back. I don't know you. You are great. But you are great. If you're listening to the podcast, you're doing something right. That's right. There you go. Something great about you is you're supporting us. <laughs> so thank you. You're educating yourself, yes. listening, learning, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. probably doing something else while you're listening to the podcast. Multitasking is an amazing skill. It is. Even yeah. if you're multitasking of listening and doing nothing, that's still very skillful. Because as you learned, Shayla has a hard time not doing anything. <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> so I'm probably listening to podcasts and doing dishes or laundry or another chore around the house or just doing something. So compliment yourselves while you're doing things or nothing like listening to this podcast yes (laughs) (laughs) what is your animal jayla (laughs) oh is that why we came here (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, all right um well so my animal i can't just tell you i gotta ask you questions it's true trivia Um, trivia time what animal communicates mainly through scent oh interesting Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure there's a lot of animals that do that but this one in particular uh what animal is also known as the earth wolf huh Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then the last one is not a wolf it's, it's not a wolf uh, what animal's cousin did Aristotle believe but did not prove to not be a hermaphrodite? Hermaphrodite <laughs> means that what? it has both male and female parts. Oh, uh, okay. So it's cousin Aristotle believed but couldn't prove was not a, a hermaphrodite. So it is a hermaphrodite? No, he... He could not prove that it was not a hermaphrodite. Oh, so it's up in the air if it is or not. Well, we have the answer now. Oh, interesting. Aristotle just didn't particularly be the one to prove it. Okay. I had a hunch. It's it's the Ardwolf. The Ardwolf. Doesn't Which cluck. I know nothing about. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> I didn't even know they existed until like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> well, yeah. So an aardwolf, and I'll give you the appearance really soon, but they almost look like they were an animal that could have existed like as one of the first mammals. Ooh, interesting. Because um, they, don't, they don't look real, but they don't look... They're vi- very hyena-ish, but yeah. they're not a hyena. Yeah, they kind of look like a hyena, but still not. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so a group of aardwolves is called a cackle, a clan, a pack, <laughs> a rout. Um, cackle is my favorite. <laughs> cackle is my favorite, too. <laughs> Check it and out, then... cackle. <laughs> I want to be in a cackle. <laughs> I got the laugh for it. <laughs> Just cackling. Uh, and then the young are called cubs or pups so pretty typical Um, but yeah let's learn about the aardwolf let's learn (laughs) can we make that an official song in between (laughs) every time let's learn yes please Um, so the aardwolf, yes, yes, uh, the aardwolf means earth wolf, um, and it's translated from African, Afrikaans, and Dutch. So Afrikaans is a language spoken in Southern Africa, and it's a language derived from the form of Dutch brought to the Cape by Protestant settlers in the 17th century, and an official 
it's now an official language of South Africa, which I thought was interesting because it says it's derived from Afrikaans and Dutch. And I was like, well, that's pretty different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is it those two? And so I, I like went back and did a little research. And I'm probably going to butcher this one, but it's also called the Manhar Jackal. Um, and that's Afrikaans apparently for main jackal. Um, it also can translate to civet hyena. Uh, and that's based on its habitat of secreting substances from its anal gland. And we'll talk more about that. But basically, it's because of the way it marks its territory. Um, and that's why it's called the African or the civet hyena. Interesting. Um, yeah, because it shares a characteristic with an African civet, which is another animal that we have to research. Nicole, this thing yeah. is so weird. I didn't. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll have to learn about the African civet and then get back to you guys about it. Make sure it's on so, our list. Oh, <gasps> drop I Nicole. See your ceiling boob. <laughs> her light. Her phone fell, and I just saw the light on her ceiling, which looks like a ceiling boob. I'm glad you explained it. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine if I didn't what people would interpret? Uh yeah, they'd think I had boobs on my ceiling. Something. That'd be awkward. We don't know what you're into. <laughs> I just have lights. <laughs> you turn them on. Here's our wheezing laugh. <laughs> oh my god. Sprinkler gosh. laugh. Oh Alright, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Please uh, do. The Ardwolf scientific name is Protolus Citratata. Tata? Tata. <laughs> it's ta it's C R I S T A T A. Tata. Tata. I don't know. Anyways, that originated from Greek and Latin, and protelis comes from the Greek words protos and telo, teleos, uh, which means complete in front, which they basically gave it that name because of the aardwolf has five toes on its front feet and four on the rear, and unlike other members of the hyena family, which is the hyena family, um, so that separates it from the hyenas, um, mm -hmm. Aside from aardwolves, other hyenas lack um, that front foot extra appendix um, and only have four digits on all four of their feet. Uh, and then cristata derives from the Latin word cristatus, meaning provided with a comb, which refers to the thick mane running on the back of the aardwolf. So, like, we'll talk about its mane and how, how it does its thing. That's that's the background on the Aardwolf's name. Cool. Um, yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. I don't it's, know if it's I mean, related to a hyena or a wolf or what now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about it in the history section. We'll get back to it. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. Do-do-do-boo. Excited. <laughs> um, so, because... We're going to describe the, uh, the aardwolf. We're going to describe the aardwolf before we talk about what 
it's related to. Um, so the aardwolf is pretty small and shy um, compared to its bigger and more aggressive relatives, which are hyenas. Um, okay. It's about 15 to 20 inches from shoulder to the ground. Its tail is 8 to 12 inches. And the aardwolf usually weighs between 50 to 60 pounds. Um, it's like the so, size of my dog. It's yeah, not that big it's, at all. It's pretty small. It's like um, the size of a medium to large dog. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it's slightly larger than a jackal or a fox and slight and significantly smaller than all other hyenas. Crazy. Um, so that's kind of the animal like range. The mini hyena pocket size, mm-hmm. but not for your actual pocket. <laughs> I would hope not. Can you imagine like a teacup hyena? How cute they would be. Uh, like teacup poodles, like you know? How they're so tiny. Definitely be like a chihuahua. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) No. Aren't chihuahuas just smaller, less fluffy, and more, I guess all their legs are more, like, evened out than a hyena's, but isn't that essentially what they are? I'm literally just processing. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so the relatives so are the hyena. They've, they're small. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> small hyenas. Um, they're usually light buff color, so they have like a tan orange color, and they can't have orange or tints. They have five to six black stripes, specifically five to six black stripes. Um, that run down its sides and then its legs are usually banded with black and then the part part under the knee is completely black. Um, Its fur is usually long and it has coarse guard hairs and it has a mane going down from the head along the back of its neck so it literally like follows its spine. That's cool. And it goes all the way towards its tail which is long and bushy kind of like a fox which I thought was really cool. Uh, the head of the aardwolf looks like a dog's, except it has bigger and more pointed ears. Uh, and the aardwolf has the big ears to hear termites underground when it's hunting. Um, and the ears are also super large to help the aardwolf lose body heat. Um, so it kind of regulates itself that way. And then the eyes are usually black and they're pretty small and they're facing front. So they don't have like side vision, side eyes. Um, and then the muzzle is usually black, broad, and nearly hairless. Uh, the aardwolf's teeth are super different than most hyenas. So most hyenas have jaws that are built to like break bone. Um, the hyena or the aardwolf also has really strong jaws, but their teeth aren't like sharp or they're more um, kind of flat and like round it out because all it eats is termites so it doesn't need to crack down on bone um yeah it also has interesting yeah it's kind of an interesting animal um it moves more like a dog and uh the uh paws don't have uh non-retractable claws so they have non-retractable claws, sorry, to scratch in the dirt uh, and dig for those termites. Like retractable claws, like cats? 
No, they don't have retractable oh, claws. Okay. So like dogs, yeah. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, and it's close closest like relative or thing that it resembles is the striped hyena. Um so yeah. Uh Ooh. sometimes you'll find them having spots covering most of its pelt, but for the most part it's usually those like long stripes on the side. And I think that's all we got about how big they are. Um, there is no difference between the size between the male and female. So they're about the same size. And there's no like color differentiation or anything. So they all about look about the same. Cool. The little pups are really cute though. Because they, they don't really have enough fur on the side. And they haven't grown out into their mane. So their mane just kind of always sticks straight yeah. up. So they look like they just have a mohawk all the way down their body. I they're really it. cute. I want one. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> also, is the background sound your neighbors? Yeah, I'm sorry. They Lame. have a little kid, and uh... they're definitely elephant walkers. So, <laughs> elephant walkers. <laughs> cool. Yes. Just, sorry. just making sure it's your neighbors. <laughs> no, nobody's like banging at my walls trying to get out. <laughs> I was mostly thinking it was like one of your cats. If it wasn't your neighbor. No, that's my neighbor, the oh, elephants. <laughs> Thanks. I wasn't going to make the sound. <laughs> I didn't want to do the other way because then it just tickles my lips. <laughs> that's fair. Anyways, continue. All right. So we talked about how the aardwolf is related to the hyena. Um, it's about a quarter to half the size of other hyenas. So that's how big they are in relative to the hyenas. Um, and then their skulls, the difference between like the anatomy between a hyena and a uh, aardwolf is that the skull of the aardwolf is usually slenderer, slenderer, skinnier, more slender, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the teeth are smaller. Nice. Um, yeah uh and then the cheek teeth so the teeth kind of in the back have been reduced to like little pegs so they don't stick up nearly as much um because they don't have to crush that bone um yeah um they're closest resembled to the striped hyena so yeah aardwolves are basically just fuzzier hyenas um which is pretty cool cute most people know what a hyena looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so the aardwolf is the smallest of the four uh, hyenas in the hyenae, hyena, hyena die family. It's the hyena family. Mm. Um, <laughs> the other species of hyenas include the spotted hyena, the brown hyena, and the striped hyena. So the aardwolf is most relate most relatable to the striped hyena because of the pattern on it. Um, it's often most mistaken as a striped hyena as well. Okay. So, um, and then before it was placed into the family of hyenas, though, it was actually like thought of to be its own species, like its own thing. Because it, it didn't looks like re- so many different things. Yeah, it didn't really. They just didn't think there were enough commonalities that it could be grouped into hyena, um, and they were resembled, but they didn't 
there was no like evidence or proof um, that it evolved from the same family. Uh, but then they found fossil records and genetic studies um, that disagreed upon how early the aardwolf branched from the other hyena species. So it basically like they all came from the same line. And then 10 million years before other hyenas sh- showed up, the aardwolf was like already a thing. So then <gasps> 10 million years later, the hyena started showing up and then the spotted or striped or what was the other one? Um, the brown hyena showed up. So Interesting. Yeah. So it's essentially the oldest slash smallest and weirdest hyena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The aardwolf is the only surviving species of the sam- subfamily of Podolinae. Um, but there is debate as to whether the species is one of its own or it can be derived from a subspecies. So this is basically like a sub family of hyenas that literally the aardwolf is the only living species of um so yeah cool based on all that you know about aardwolves <laughs> uh-huh where do you think they live <sighs> they're relatives of Hyenas. Mm-hmm. They have names from the African and Dutch history. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess Africa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> woo, woo. Um, so aardwolves occur solely in the continent of Africa. They aren't ever really found anywhere else especially not naturally and they're rarely found in zoos because of their specific diet Um, so they're separated into two populations so one is found in southern africa including countries of south africa uh, namibia i'm gonna butcher a lot of these and i'm really really sorry there's zimbabwe southern angola uh, southern Zambia and southwestern Mozambique, uh, and then there's other there's another population that lives in northern populations ranging um, from central Tanzania through northeastern Uganda, Kenya, Somalia, and along the coast of Ethiopia and Sudan, and then there's also some in the southeastern tip of Egypt. And so they're separated essentially into two um, categories or two populations because they uh, are separated entirely between the space in between is basically wetlands or wet woodlands. Um, And that's not where they live because they like to live in places where they can find their food. So their prime habit uh, habitat appears in southern Africa is usually open grassy plains, but the aardwolf can still occupy habitats that um, have a rainfall between 100 to 800 millimeters Um, so anything above that you're probably not going to find an aardwolf because it rains too much and then so in like any foresty or um, pure desert regions they're probably not going to live because it's either too dry or it's too wet and then in eastern africa the aardwolf um, lives can live in the country, can live in shrub regions, 
Um, it can also be found in savannas and rocky habitats, but it's definitely not likely to find it in a forest or the desert areas, like the pure desert areas, mm-hmm. um, because there's usually no water um, or there's too much water and then termites don't live um, because they get washed out. So they're like super specific on where they live because of what they eat. That's cool, though. Yeah. Um, they do usually... They, it's kind of funny. They actually don't usually make their own burrows. They'll either use spring hair or aardvark burrows that are abandoned. Um, ah. Or if they're seeking refuge in the day, like it's really, really hot out, um, or it's really cold, uh, they'll kind of seek refuge in those burrows. And then they'll also like kick out aardvark, which I thought oh, was kind no. of funny. Yeah. Um, they'll like reoccupy their homes not like there's not a gazillion other holes that they could sit Mm -hmm. in but for the most part they're pretty shy they're pretty solitary foragers um, and they usually require up to four square kilometers of territory and that's optimal if they want to survive they can be found sharing space with mating partners or young from the current or previous year so if they have kids from like the previous year they'll still share territory share territory with them okay so yeah until they boot them out yep 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 nicole have you ever had termites or like interacted with termites no that's good because termites are weird i think i won't like them small little bugs i just don't seem to ever really care for yeah well small little bugs that also have a tendency to eat wood where you know most of your house is made out of wood yeah no thank you not not a great idea um but if you had a pet aardwolf you wouldn't have to worry about termites that's true um so the aardwolf is considered a carnivore but it's considered an incomplete carnivore which basically means it's an insectivore Interesting. Why don't they just call it an insectivore? Uh, I don't know. There were a lot of different sites that it found they categorized it as a carnivore, and I think it's just because it can eat meat. Um, so it can be often be found eating meat if it's like already killed by hyena, hyena, or it's left behind, or they've found eaten like small birds or rodents um if they are in dire need they've also been found to eat like nesting bird eggs so i'm wondering if that's why it's like a little crossover that's fair like yeah they don't have enough termites so they'll eat what they can to survive but they still would prefer termites right for the most part they eat termites and they specifically eat harvester termites, which apparently is a specific species of termites. I didn't know that until learning about it just now. Nice. And yeah, so that's why they also live in those two regions is because that's where you find the harvester termites. So they'll eat everything. They'll eat the termites. They'll eat the larvae. They'll eat eggs. They'll eat anything that crawls out of the little tunnel so the termites are the ones that like build the really high rock like caverns um Mm -hmm. so they basically just eat those um yeah and then they have 
the really big ears so they can locate the termites underground. Um, and it also has a really good sense of smell, so it can also like sniff them out. Nice. Uh, yeah. So the Ardwolf, because it doesn't need all this space for the teeth, um, it also has a long sticky tongue that it uses to lap up termites in their tunnels. So literally at, um, Aardvarks is also like usually nocturnal and that's because termites will come out in like dozens of termites. I mean like thousands of termites will crawl down the side and the Aardvark just like has to stick out its tongue. The Aardwolf. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Ardwolf. <laughs> Ardwolf just has to stick out its tongue and. <laughs> Dinner is served. That's yep. so gross. Um, so it can cool. also stick its tongue down the tunnel. I didn't find out how long the Ardwolf tongue is, but I'm assuming it's just as long as most hyena tongues. Maybe it, longer? Yeah. It does have a specific, like, sticky substance that it makes, and it's basically just like. Its saliva is stickier than most saliva. And on an average night, an aardwolf can consume anywhere between 200,000 to 300,000 termites. Oh, so if you had a termite problem, they'd be cleaned up pretty quick. Yeah, they'd be gone. That's what the the aardwolf eats. It doesn't really get eaten by a whole lot of things. And usually if it does, it's not intentional. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes it'll get eaten or like be prey to lions, leopards, poisonous snakes, larger hyenas, and sometimes humans. Humans don't necessarily like go out of their way to hunt them, but I kind of talked yeah. about that later. Pups can be very vulnerable to black-backed jackals. And I think it's just because they're smaller and defenseless. Cool. Are you ready for aardwolves and human relationships? Yes! <laughs> Let me know if I can own one. Uh, or if they no. hate me. <laughs> I did look into if you can own an aardwolf. And it's mostly a no because of the termites. Because mm-hmm. you can't... It's really hard to like maintain a termite mound without it either like going overboard and going crazy or Mm -hmm. the aardwolf just eats all of them and then destroys the mound and then they can't continue they can't keep up so it basically eats them out of house and home but in its natural habitat aardwolves are pretty positive uh to humans and natural areas um, that they inhabit they help prevent extensive wood damage because they're eating all the termites, so termites are less likely to show up in wood. And then their density and foraging techniques don't have invasive impacts on the ecosystem, so they usually like stay in one area and they don't end up like spawning and like moving out and invading everything. Like uh, the fox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so the grassland where the termites feed are usually sometimes main force food sources for domestic livestock. Um, and so the aardwolves can come in and they'll eat the termites, uh, but then the li- or the food source for the livestock is usually like ready available for the livestock. I don't know if that sentence made sense. <laughs> I will not lie. I spaced out a little. <laughs> That's okay. 
we'll just <laughs> clip that out if I it didn't like, make sense. What did she say? <laughs> That's okay. I just kind of spaced out a second there, just thinking about termites and <laughs> like them in the Bernstein bears and things. It's oh, true. That's true. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. So humans may affect the population of aardwolves. Though, okay. uh, some African farmers mistake the aardwolves as threats to their livestock or think that they're going to kill them. Or, obviously, they also get mistaken as hyenas. Mm. And hyenas are known to be, like, super scavengers. So, yeah. sometimes they're, like, more afraid and they'll unintentionally kill an aardwolf. Um, yeah, there's also a lot of mortar vehicle collisions contributing to aardwolf deaths they usually try and avoid roadways because they're very skittish, mm-hmm. but occasionally you will see an aardwolf on the side of the road. And then sometimes domestic dogs are also trained to hunt foxes in the areas, or they're also trained mm-hmm. to hunt jackals. And sometimes they'll mistake uh, aardwolves as one of those creatures and they'll attack them. Sad. So, yeah. Poor buddies. On the plus side, aardwolves aren't hunted or, I mean, they're occasionally hunted for their skin and meat, um, which is considered valuable in certain regions, but it's not considered endangered on like the endangered scale or well, even good. like remotely close uh, because it's fine. That's good. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. That's a plus side. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, aardwolf behavior. Behavior. Uh, how do they behave? Behave like those bees knees. Aardwolves <laughs> uh, don't have anything to do with the bees. <laughs> or their knees. Or their knees. Are aardwolves the bees knees, though? No. Oh. Bees knees are the bees knees. <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) Our wolves are also not the whale's blowhole, though. (laughs) No, the box jellyfish is the whale's blowhole. What's the opposite of a bee's knees? You know the phrase, the bee's knees? So it basically means that it's awesome, right? You're the bee's knees. So the opposite... (laughs) Is a whale's blowhole. Because <laughs> if you think about bees knees, they're super small and they're bendable. <laughs> so what's a bla- whale's blowhole compared to a bee's knees? It's huge. <laughs> it just sounds bad. You need a whale's uh... blowhole right now. <laughs> I am? (laughs) Rude. (laughs) I almost said something really horrible and I'm not going to say it. When we first asked our husbands what the opposite of a bee's knees would be, I think, wasn't it Josh that was like a wasp's penis? (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember what Nolan said. Maybe Nolan uh, said the whale's blowhole. I don't remember. I don't 
I don't remember. But I, we concluded might have said something whales with blow elbows. Holes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Whales blow holes was the was the top pick. Yep. So if you're really mad at someone, you can just pick. Well, you're the whales blowhole. <laughs> or in Jayla's case, you're being a blowhole right now. <laughs> a whales blowhole. You're being yes. a whales blowhole. <laughs> just a plain blowhole sounds so bad. It sounds horrible. It, honestly, the image I have is diarrhea. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, Don't we could get it. worse, but I'm sticking with the poop. I'm glad you did. Let's just stay right there. <laughs> Let's actually just move on to behavior. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I many tangents. Uh, aardwolves behave in the nocturnal times. They're nocturnal mammals. <laughs> really they good transition. In the nocturnal times. <laughs> I want to like, can we phrase it that way forever now? They uh, behave in the nocturnal times. <laughs> With the bats. <laughs> With the what? With the bats. Oh, I heard butts. Gross. <laughs> 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 butts. Gross. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Alright. Our wolves mm. mainly behave in the nocturnal times. <laughs> <laughs> Still my favorite. I love it. Uh, uh, they're pretty solitary or they're in pairs uh, for majority of their lifespan and during the day aardwolves retreat to subterranean dens to rest and escape extreme heat so they don't uh, like the extreme heat and then during winter months though they may resurface during late afternoons to forage so during the winter um, sometimes it's too cold for termites to come out, so they'll actually change their hunting pattern, and they'll come out during the day instead of the night, so that they're more active when their food is more active. Um, so nice. small groups tend to stay, stay in the same territory, um, and they may forage during the winter, um, but they usually stay within a distance of approximately 100 meters to another aardwolf, so they don't get really close. Uh, and then females spend both days and nights in dens while supervising cubs. So when they have their cubs, they tend to stay in their dens while the male partner is out um, hunting and finding protection. And then they, so they communicate. We talked about how they communicate primarily through anal glands um, mm, and right. scent marking. Yeah. So what they do is they smear marks of um, that are rubbed on foliage to express establish territories and attract potential mates. So mm. express that they're ready to get down and mingle. I'm ready to get uh, down tonight in this nocturnal time <laughs> with the butts. <laughs> Could that be our title? <laughs> <laughs> ready to get down tonight in the nocturnal times with the butts. <laughs> Yes. It's really long, but it's good. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Uh, so, yeah, the males tend to mark more often than the females because they want to let all the females know that they're ready. And scent marks from foreign and uh, art wolves may cause a male or female to relocate to their dens, um, but it can also, like, kick them out of the territory. So they'll kind of, like, if they smell a foreign animal... 
uh, or foreign art wolf in particular, they'll like move out of their territory to find another area that doesn't smell like a foreign art wolf, uh, which is kind of interesting. And then a mate uh, will continuously mark over and over mark until the scent is covered in that area as well. So if two art wolves are already established in that territory, they'll like cover up that other foreign art wolf's scent okay. um, until it's not there anymore so that way it's like this is our zone get off my lawn like this is my space <laughs> get uh, off and, my lawn yeah because two art wolves outnumber the one yeah um, yeah so cool. yeah because they do a lot of their communication through the scent um, and spreading their little anal glands everywhere Vocal communication is super rare, so they don't usually um, communicate vocally unless they are startled, frightened, or stressed. Um, and the distress calls usually range from clucking or roaring. Oh, they, I guess they do cluck. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so it's kind of like a hyena. It's less of a laugh, but more of like a clucking or a roaring, like a little... I don't know. I don't know if you can hear that, but... <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. And they do have relatively keen sight and sound perception because they hunt at night. So, makes sense. Yeah. And then, so we talked about their manes that, like, go all the way down their backs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when they're frightened, the hair, that mane, will just stick, like, straight up. And it will go as high as it can go. And so, it literally is, like, a built-in, like, mohawk all the way down their back. <laughs> so great yeah uh so when they're attacked by dogs leopards or like any other predator um it will also emit a musky fluid from its anal glands to like try and fend it off scent wise and then the defense is almost as effective as a skunk spray so it's very similar um so that's how potent it is and then when the art wolf is caught inside another Ardwolf's territory, a huge fight can occur. So the Ardwolves will bark, and that's like one of their only times they use the vocal communication. And then they'll also emit the musky fluid, and sometimes they'll use their sharp canine. So they do have two like sharp canine teeth, um, and that's what they'll use to fight. But then okay. they'll also try and make themselves as big as possible by putting their <laughs> mane up and like kind of hunching and just like making that's themselves so as big as they can. I yeah. love it so much. <laughs> it's really cool. I, I think the parts where the Ardwolf has its mane up is probably my favorite. Like, those were my favorite pictures because there's just so much fur that it I'm sticks straight up. up. Right now. It's pretty cool. Ardwolf mane. You oh, can yeah. keep talking now. If I ever say Ardwork throughout this episode, I'm trying to say Ardwolf. <laughs> It's like a hyena and an aardvark. Oh my gosh, their manes are so cool when they stick right up. Right? And they're super oh. colorful. Like, they're yeah. striped. Yeah. Oh, the baby is so cute! The baby is my favorite. <gasps> oh. It does look like a furry chihuahua. <laughs> now you understand. Now I understand. It's like a bushy chihuahua that's kind of got like zebra stripes uh-huh uh-huh and just like a black mohawk and a bushy tail oh my gosh they're so I know. cute 
their tails are I super cute. Snuggle when they're they're like literally like a wolf or a fox tail. They're yeah. bushy. Oh, they're so cute. I want to snuggle one. Snuggle oh. your face. Ooh, that's a cool picture. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it's I'm, funny. I'm not that looking you wanna... at pictures anymore. <laughs> snuggle what? its face the face the muzzle is the only part on the whole thing that doesn't have its fur well, because it's snuggle its face it's more like my face just snuggles <laughs> all of it in its mane yeah yeah oh. let me just get covered in your fur snuggle yeah um so yeah so cute mating when two aardwolves love each other um, very much wah, wah. They get together in about the last two weeks of June. Um, <laughs> they get together in the last two weeks of June. In the nocturnal times. In the nocturnal hours. Ooh. You saw two aardwolves getting together. And they were going to get it on. I like your music. It's really setting the mood for those aardwolves. <laughs> And they boop, got a little boop, bounce. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, they'll get together around the last two weeks of June or the first two weeks of July, and they'll do scent pasting, which basically means that the they'll use their anal glands and the scent that comes out of it. So there's secretion secretions um, by both male and female. And they'll use it to attract mates. Um, so the males are extremely territorial over both land and mates in and out of mating season. And they will not necessarily remain monogamous. Um, so like with one female. But the males will usually like do their thing with multiple females in the area. Okay. And it's usually just with like neighboring females though. So they won't like go out and seek out another female in another territory. Um it's okay. usually like any female in their like circle. Um in their lawn. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. And then they do their thing and then they produce offspring during the summer. So females uh gestate with for approximately ninety days um after fertilization and then they give birth to two to five cubs. Um, so these cu- cubs remain solely underground in their den with their mom for the first month. And then they continue to increase their foraging distance. So the distance that they can leave the den every couple of months. And then they usually like wean off their mom at by four months of age. And then they're completely independent, um, may not. They might not be completely independent until about one year of age, which oh, okay. is kind of long for an animal um, in the hyena world. But yeah, uh, males and females do usually uh, take care of the young for that first year. Um, so the males, while they might have multiple cubs in the surrounding area, they do tend to help the females take care of them. So they'll also like protect them from other males or protect them from other predators. And cool. yeah. Got a lot of women and babies to look after. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Ardwolves do tend to reach that sexual maturity like when they're ready to get down at the age of two. So. Okay. Um, and then they mate. They can mate throughout the year. So, but the window of opportunity is usually 
last two weeks of June and the first two weeks of July. Nice. When it's too hot to be outside. <laughs> yeah, right? On the note of them, like, when they reach the sexual maturity, there isn't a whole lot of stuff I found on the average lifespan of an aardwolf. Um, just because it's not wildly known, they're pretty skittish, so they don't really know how long that aardwolf has been alive or yeah. when they're coming around. But the recorded, the longest recorded lifespan of an aardwolf was 18 years and 11 months. Wow. And it was kept in captivity at the Frankfurt Zoo. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Yep, 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 yep. Almost yep. made it to 19. I know. So close. So close. And yeah, so the reason why, uh, so the Frankfurt Zoo, from my knowledge, doesn't have like a replaced aardwolf in their captivity because of a lot of, I don't know, there was like a lot of zoo jargon words flying around. Um, mm-hmm. And basically what it came down to is that it's really hard to keep up with their food source to keep it healthy and yeah. keep it alive and not have termites infesting everything else. Um, yeah. And also finding live termites. And it was just yeah. like a whole lot of them not doing a whole lot of things while they were in the zoo um, yeah, yeah. that kept them active and healthy. So it was almost usually not worth it. So they replaced it with another animal. So I don't know about other zoos. I'm pretty sure there's one in the Cincinnati Zoo, but don't. I'm, I don't think I saw that somewhere. That. Yeah, <laughs> I think I saw that somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's still there and I'm not sure if it's alive. Sounds sad. Cool and weird facts? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Nicole, my phone's going to die. Oh, no. Hang on. Okay. Ready? Ready. Cool and fun facts? Cool and fun facts. All right. Enter <laughs> our intermission. Oh. <laughs> so, aardwolves have special toilet areas. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, they have areas within their territories that they designated as bathrooms. Um, huh. Where they... <laughs> will urinate and defecate um, and they're called middens and each time they visit the midden they dig a hole do their business and then pile dirt back on top of it that is amazing isn't that pretty impressive that is so cool and i think it's something to do because they communicate so much through smell it's probably so that they don't like cover mm. up their scent with you know something gross yeah 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 I mean, they might just not. Yeah, they might just not want to smell their own stuff either. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an interesting fact. Yeah. And like, theory. I like mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. cool. They have bathroom manners. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I love it. That's it. That that was my one cool weird fact. Oh. Well, it's a good weird fact. They make their own bathrooms. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty cool. Oh, um No, that's fine. I'll wait. I'll save that one. It's fine. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, let's just keep going. Keep okay. keep going. Keep um, trucking along. Yeah, so there aren't a whole lot of Keep clucking along. Clucking. Like an art wolf. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Bet you didn't think I was going to say that. Mm-mm. Um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not a sentence I thought I was going to say today. <laughs> There's a lot of those when we hang out. True, true. Uh, so I didn't find a lot of famous art wolves. I didn't even find like famous stories of art wolves or like art wolves doing something weird at night or like people hearing art wolves. It was weird. There was like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I it's think because okay. a lot of art wolves get mixed up with hyenas. So they're kind of mm. just like clumped together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel but, like that's just going to happen with some animals. We're not going to have those kinds of stories. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. There are... I did find two kind of famous. Uh, or I guess, like, they appear somewhere. Okay. Um, so there's Ardwolf, who's a mutant in Marvel. Oh! Um, yeah, pretty cool. Not a f- well-known mutant. Uh, he's only in, like, two comic book episode I mean, season hey, issues. That's more than none. True, true. His name is also known as Chan Lee, and he disliked the name Ardwolf, but it stuck, so that's what he's stuck with. Uh, <laughs> and he was establishing himself as a crime lord in the Isle of the Madripoor, um, which is kind of like Madridor. I don't know. That's weird. It's a good play on words, I guess. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, which is where he grew up, and he has superhu- superhuman strength, speed, agility, he also has razor sharp claws and enhanced senses. He's kind of like a lamer Wolverine. Okay. Because He's he doesn't a crime have crime lord, so he doesn't need to be cool. Yeah, except I'm pretty sure he gets busted from what I read. Oh no. So he's not even like a good crime lord. Um <laughs> anyways, he has very little training or fighting. Uh, techniques so he's not very good at combat which also makes him like a lamer wolverine (laughs) Uh, but he's there and that's kind of cool yeah um yeah and then there's art wolves in have you ever heard of the lion guard no so apparently it's an animated it's an american animated spin-off television series inspired by the lion king and it started in 2016 and there's a 2017, it, they had a season two in 2017. Okay. Um, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. It, it looked pretty cute. There's a whole, like, fandom nerd page about it. And uh, cool. went down that rabbit hole just a little bit. Um, nice. In the 15th episode of season one of The Lion Guard, The Lion Guard, which is a group of animals who work together to protect the Pride Lands and defend the Circle of Life, which... You know what the Lion King <laughs> kingdom contains. You might know what that may mean. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh, they, The Lion Guard mistakenly chased off art wolves, thinking that they were hyenas, and then the Pride Lands ended up being overrun with termites, which I thought oh, was pretty cool. No. Yeah, uh, so it's a very accurate depiction of what would happen if there were no art wolves and then the lion guard had to venture out into the outlands where they save the art wolves from being eaten by jackals um, which is also pretty accurate because jackals are one of their predators Um, and then once they were safe the art wolves returned to the prior lands and the termite infestation came to an end because they ate all the termites Um, very nice 
Yeah, so it was pretty cute. Um, I like it. Yeah. So, yep, 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 yep. And then for story time, I have this really long thing that I found about... I'm not. I'm not gonna read it all to you. Don't worry. Uh-huh. It's for, it's pretty long. It basically goes into uh, the hyena specialist group, which was a group specializing in hyenas. Whoa! Imagine that. <laughs> they were. They wrote this entire like paper about uh, defending hyenas and like the bad rap that hyenas get and unfair mm-hmm. stereotypes so it's not specifically towards the aardwolves but because aardwolves are closely related to hyenas and they fall into that whole like subcategory, i thought this yeah. was kind of interesting so they kind of like almost debunk a lot of stereotypical negative imagery for hyenas and then they also go into how hyenas are portrayed in movies or anywhere that you kind of see hyenas in general so like even the lion king or in folklore um so typically the hyena is this like witchcraft or supernatural animal Mm -hmm. because it's kind of a little bit of everything and it's weird um and it's a combination there's a sudanese folklore where it has a combination of a man and hyena so it's similar to like a werewolf but it's hyena oaf Hyena. Okay. I don't know. Um, who attacks people? A hyena. <laughs> yeah. A wernia. Weri? Weri? Sounds like no, a hernia. <laughs> yeah. It's getting worse. Um, but the hyena man uh, attacks people <laughs> undercover in the dark. Um, Lovely. There's also a folklore where hyenas are considered a favorite mode of transportation for witches in Tanzania and India. Um, in the Middle Ages, hyenas were believed to dig up and consume human corpses. I don't know how true that is, but it's out there. Um, in 1935, Ernest Hemingway wrote about hyenas. Um he claimed that so hyenas are very known to be considered hermaphrodites. Um, oh, right, right, right. So yeah, her Ernest Hemingway um, claimed that the his quote goes the hyena hermaphroditic self eating devourer of the dead trailer of calving cows hamstringer potential biter off over your face at night while you slept said. Sad yowler, camp follower, stinking fowl with jaws that crack the bones, the lion leaves, belly dragging, loping away on the brown plain. And that's from the Green Hills of Africa from 1935. So Hemingway also wrote about hyenas. Um, There's also a Hollywood film called Hyena um, about a person's perception of hyenas in a negative direction. And it's, yeah. There's also like shape-shifting human-like creatures that are shape-shifting into hyenas. I don't know. There was some weird stuff. Anyways, all of that aside, it ta- it took me back. I like followed full circle back to Aristotle um, and his uh, statement that hyenas are not hermaphrodites. Um, so he claimed that they did not have both male and female sexual organs. Um, and he was right. 
uh, he never proved it. So Aristotle himself never proved it. Um, but later on, there were studies showing that uh, a hermaphrodite is an organism, so it's usually an animal um, that has both male and female genitalia. And the idea is that hyenas were her hermaphrodites, so including artwolves, because the it's called a pseudopenis, and it's basically a penis-like shape that hangs from the females, and it's usually generally bigger than males in the hyena world, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> that um, is amazing. Yeah, and then the pseudopenises also are paired with what are what can appear as testicles, and they're actually fused labia uh, filled with fatty tissues, so they're not, not testes. And then both sexes also get erections while they're excitedly greeting each other. Um, and so that was the idea, was that females also had penises, and so they're hermaphrodites. And then it was like, there's also like folklore about sexualizing hyenas, and it's kind of weird and a little <laughs> creepy, honestly. Um yeah, and so uh, the pseudopenises on female hyenas are actually, they're thought to like give birth through their penises, but really what happens is that they tear and then the cub passes through. So, yeah, it's that kind of... terrifying. Kind of weird. So... We'll have to do hyenas later. Yeah. And like uh, really dive into... <laughs> dive into that but also be careful <laughs> ew um yeah so i just bring that up because because our wolves are so closely yeah. related to hyenas there wasn't a whole lot of folklore like areas specifically about art wolves but yeah. they hyenas do pop up here and there um throughout history and throughout stories and weird stories there were some weird stories um yeah but in general, they're portrayed as stupid or cowardly or skulking or thieves or scavengers. And because uh, our wolves so much represent the striped hyena, they usually get clumped into that same category. Yeah. But this isn't true. So, like, they've done studies where hyenas can solve, like, puzzle boxes. Um, mm -hmm. And they can also form strong bonds with, the like, a team or, like, their kin. And then mm -hmm. they can take down lions. Um, nice. So that, like, claim, like hits both being stupid and being skulking or cowardly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then thieves and scavengers, they're just known to be like opportunistic hunters. So yeah, they yeah. just do what they do to survive and take opportunities as they come. It's not like... Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, debunking those hyena art wolf myths. Um, Perfect. But yeah, that's the art wolf. Cool. Thanks for listening to all my Ardwolf facts, Nicole, and listeners. I was glad to. <laughs> I'm glad I got to share with you this weird animal. Look it up. It's so cute. The animal, the, the animal, the pups and the little cubs are so cute they with their so little mohawks. cute. I love them. <laughs> yes. yes. They're really awesome. cute. Well cool thanks also crazy yeah sorry to end on that weird last note <laughs> the hyenas join us next week for more fun animal facts tune in
Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Camp Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until, Until next time, bye! bye. Okay, are you ready for your final fact? I am. Which I find is kind of, you'll understand, it It works well with this episode, since the okay. wolves use so much scent with their anal glands and stuff. Okay. Okay. A chemical compound in imitation vanilla comes from the anal glands of beavers. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it's uh, called castrium, castrium, and it is a substance produced by beavers used to mark their territory. And it's in my vanilla? It's in your imitation vanilla. Do you think it's in our bakery? I think I've looked at the ingredients and it's not on the ingredients. Whew. <laughs> I don't know why... Someone decided to uh, check to see if that chemical compound tastes like vanilla or not, but <laughs> somehow they so made that... a connection. That's so weird. I don't, I don't know if it contributes to the flavor or if it contributes to the way that the vanilla is meant to interact. I don't know. Because vanilla is flavor and you, you soak it in alcohol to get the flavor right weird so i don't know how they or if it's to get the coloring i don't know which might be why we don't have it in ours gross because it's a brown brown color (laughs) Uh, there you go here's your final fact thanks nicole you're welcome now i have to look at that every time i buy (laughs) vanilla I mean, you've had it for so long at this point. (laughs) True. It's not like you're actually eating beaver anus juice.
on that note. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs>